Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. I hope we all are having a blessed day today. It's beautiful here where we are. Of course, some places in the uh, U.S. it is not so uh, nice. It happens to be, one area I know in particular happens to be snowing at this point. And their temperatures are ranging between 1 and 8 degrees. That's pretty cold. However, uh, here where we are right now, um, uh, we have really pretty nice weather, thank the Lord. Um, and we are enjoying this beautiful day. Um, we are going to get started now today in the Gospel of John. Now, John uh, was a very uh, interesting person. He was known as the beloved of Christ. Um, many people say he was the one that was um, loved by him the most. Uh, he is seen resting on his shoulder at the uh, supper. And there are um, many books in the Bible that uh, they have associated with John. Uh, of course, John, the book itself. Then many say uh, he also wrote Revelations. And there are some that say that he wrote the letters, uh, John 1, 2, and 3. However, um, there's a lot of controversy behind that one. So um, we really don't know. I've been looking into it myself. Um, the fact that he wrote Revelations, that one we do know. He is the John that was uh, sent to Potamus. Um, he was the only apostle that was not um, killed. Um, he literally died of old age, age, uh, 88, I think he was when he passed. Um, and he, his writing was to really let you know who Jesus and God was. He more or less dug into who is this person? Who is he really? And what is his characteristics? Um, and so that's what makes John's book so special. So without further ado, we're going to bow our heads in prayer. And then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father, for being with us today as we read your word. And we ask, Lord, that you edify us in your word today. Uh, we pray that there are many things in this word that will help us and help others and also give us a revelation. Father, again, we thank you for your guidance that you give us in this word each and every day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Okay, let's just get started here. Um John verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
he was with God in the beginning. So right off the beginning of what he's saying here, he is letting you know Jesus is God and God is with Jesus. And, you know, there's no discrepancing that for him. He's full on. Though he, uh, through all things, were, uh, though, I'm sorry, through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Okay, let's get an understanding of this, because I keep telling people this. Through him all things were made. Through Christ all things were made. Everything. Okay, without him nothing was made that has been, that has been made that has h a s been made so this is why he said there's nothing new on the face of the earth because he has seen it all he has been a part of it all he is in creation of it all dirt plants people tables doors Floors, and whatever you want to name. Okay? It says, through him, through him, all things were made. Can't get any plainer than that, right? In him was life, and that life was the light of man, of men. The light that's in him is the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood. Okay? Can't comprehend. Can't comprehend that light. There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John. He's telling you he came from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light. Who is the light? Christ Jesus. He came to testify about the light so that through him all men might believe. Okay? Um, okay, let me stop here for a second. He says his name was John. I there has been a, a fluctuation as to was this John the Baptist or was this another John? And I have read some scripts that this was John the Baptist, though John the Baptist was killed by Herod. And this John, this John supposedly lived out his days uh, in Potamus. So he, that's where your contingency lies. Um, so in saying that, I'm going to say where it says they, there came a man who was sent from God we're going to say this is John the Baptist because we know John the Baptist did come the same time Jesus came. He was uh, born before. 
because remember Mary went to go see her aunt and her aunt was pregnant with John. Okay, Jesus and John are cousins. Um, so, um, I would say that this is John the Baptist he's speaking of. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, you see, so that through him all men might believe. Yeah, I would definitely say this is John the Baptist that they're speaking of. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Mm -hmm. And he was in the world, and though the word was made through him. Let's reread that. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. <laughs> okay? He came, that, that's like when he um, came to the apostles after he died, right? Nobody recognized him, remember? <laughs> they didn't know who he was. Well, it's the same instance here. He wasn't recognizable, and that was done deliberately. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Okay? His family, his earthly family. Okay? Earthly friends, people he knew growing up. They didn't accept him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Children born not of normal descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Let's repeat that again. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband, will, husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now John testifies concerning the, him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. You see, he was before me. <laughs> who, did, who did Jesus say John was? Elijah. Did he not say he was before me? Yes, Jesus was there at the beginning. Elijah wasn't, right? Okay. 
From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. The same way they did Jesus, right? He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Christ. And they asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Make straight the way for the Lord. In other words, get out of the Lord's way and allow him to come in and have his way. People, hello, right? Now, some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. The thongs of those sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, And they say he was on the other side of the Jordan. So he apparently was not on the side by Galilee and Nazareth. He was on the other side, which is Capernaum, Decapolis, uh, the Dead Sea area. Okay, on that side of the Jordan. Okay, let me just go back a little bit, confirm that. Mm. 
Okay. All right. Uh, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him. But the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. See? So he was expecting him to come. Now, here's the thing. Now, uh, it says here, I did not know him. But they were relatives. But they didn't live near each other. It's like um, I have relatives that live in other parts of the country. I have relatives that live outside of this country, that live in Canada, uh, some in England and Ireland, uh, some in the coastal areas of Africa. I don't know them. I only know them by ancestry trace or... Uh, through a one-time uh, event where they were there, okay? So this is pretty much how um, John the Baptist was with Jesus. He, he really didn't have a relationship with them uh, in his growing up years. He might have seen him when he was younger, uh, maybe once or twice, but, you know, we don't know. It, it's not saying that here, although there has been some um, stories that he did, okay? Um, then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him and would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water, told me. So who told him? The Lord. The Lord God, the Spirit, spoke to him and told him, this is him. This is the one. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came down and remained. Remained with Him. Now, any of you who have ever experienced the Holy Spirit upon you, imagine the weight of that. I'm, he's, you know this was God. The weight of the Spirit upon the body is, is no light thing. It does things to you, especially if there's any sin within the body. Whew. You see people rolling around on church floors and squabbling and throwing up and peeing and etc. Um, yeah, well, that's because the Holy Spirit is coming in and those things that are not of God, that's wicked, evil, detestable, are being purged out. Okay? They're literally being worked out of them. 
Okay, so for him to walk with the spirit on him, in him, throughout him, imagine power within and out. Okay, um, then the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I tes testify that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus, turning, um, turning around. Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? And they said, Rabboni, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Now, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John <coughs> had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon, which is Peter, and tell him, We have found the Messiah, and this is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bersheda. And Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said to him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. Jesus knew them before they even walked up to him. He could tell you exactly what these people were. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. <laughs> See that? <laughs> all seeing, all knowing. You can't get past the Lord. He sees all. He knows all. <laughs> and when you come to him in prayer, he knows what you're going to pray. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then Nathaniel declared, Rabboni, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. 
Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So this tells you he was there when Jesus went up to heaven, when he ascended up to heaven. You see, he was there. He's telling him beforehand what's going to happen. As we read this, listen carefully to the words. There's no mystery here. He's telling them exactly who they are, where they've been, what he's going to do, what happened. Okay? Okay, chapter 2. On the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jugs, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servant, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink but you have saved the best till now. Now, mind you, can you imagine being one of those servants? Being one of those servants, knowing that that's water, and if you take it to the master and it's, and it's water, what could happen to you? Now, let's put that in today's perspective. Okay? What if that was you on the job and you were told to bring something that you knew wasn't there? But you brought what you had anyway. And by the time you got to your designated position or place, what you were told to bring was actually there. Not only would it shock you, but those around you that knew about it. Wouldn't it? Okay. Um, Eleven. This the first of his miracles, miraculous, 
signs. And Jesus performed at Canaan in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Okay? Jesus clears the temple. Now, after this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. And there they stayed for a few days. And when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found men selling cattle and sheep and doves and others sitting at table tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area. Both sheep and cattle, he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Now, let's take a look. He whipped out, he took a whip of cords. When you are disobedient, does not the Lord whip you? And if you think of this in a, in a terms, it's kind of like you are whipped with cords. Um, driving out the money changes. When he goes to drive things out, he puts it out. It's no more coming back in, no more going back to that. You're out. That's it. Fifteen. So... He made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area, both sheep, cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Everything. He got rid of everything. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. How dare you turn my father's house into a marketplace? And even today, we still have churches and places of worship, turning it into a marketplace, selling books, selling tapes, selling whatever, right at the place of worship. It hasn't changed much. Even though it's, it's panaphilia of... of uh, supposedly of the word, it's still not acceptable because you're selling, you're exchanging money for product in the Lord's house. Okay? Whether it's out in the lobby or it's uh, inside the cafeteria, in the hallway, it's still all part of the Lord's house. It shouldn't be done. Um, to those who sold doves, he told them to get out. Okay, how dare you turn my father's house into a market? His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. Then the Jews demanded of him, 
What miraculous signs can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will rise, I will raise it up again in three days. Do you think they understood what he was saying? No. They thought he was talking about the building the temple. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple has not spoken of, but the temple he had spoken of was his body. Okay? After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recall what he had said. And then they believed the scriptures and the word that Jesus had spoken. See, for right up to that point, they were um, believing by sight. And this is the problem with believing by sight. Oh, I saw it. I saw it happen, and I believe. And then something happens, you know, pressure, problems, and things happen. And very quickly and very often people forget. It becomes a thing in the past, and they forget. And you're probably saying, well, how do you forget something like that very easily? When you're bombarded with so much other stuff, it slips your mind. Um, now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. Amen? Amen. See, this is what I'm saying. Jesus is all-knowing. There's nothing you can say that is going to change what he already knows. Okay. We're going to stop here today, and we will pick up in the chapter 3 tomorrow. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this word today, and we ask, Father, that you continue to guide us and teach us. Lord, continue loving us and caring for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Amen. This is Minister McMillan saying have a blessed evening and good night.